Hey y'all, I just started a fantasy football inspired clothing shop called Sunday Dreamers Club. Check out sundaydreamersclub.com to find shirts that show your love for the great game of fantasy football. Listeners of this show are in luck. If you go to sundaydreamersclub.com and use the code GETREAL, that's G-E-T-R-E-A-L, you'll score 15% off your order. Please check it out because that's another way you can help out the show and me. As you know, I'm out here trying to do this content creation thing full time, so you checking this out really helps me out. Remember, use code GETREAL to get 15% off your orders at sundaydreamersclub.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem. It's the podcast that goes behind the scenes of the fantasy football industry through interviews with some of your favorites in the business. For this episode, I sat down with Tracy Gilroy Norton. She's a fantasy football content creator who is host of Gridiron Gal podcast, part of the TGN network. She's also a writer for the League Winners and IDP+. We had an awesome conversation about Tracy's love for the Chiefs and the Jets, how she thought Don Mattingly was her dad's best friend, starting her fantasy football journey in 2020, her experience at the Fantasy Football Expo, her love for dogs, and a ton more. Make sure you're following Tracy on Twitter at gg underscore ffbots. You can follow me at the Casey Kasem and the podcast at getreal underscore pod. This podcast is a proud member of the DAP Network. Soon I'll be putting out content with both South Harmon FF and Rotoballer. I'm thrilled to be a part of these teams and I can't wait to start putting out content. Also, thank you so much for being awesome human beings. Get Real with Casey Kasem is a finalist for the Fantasy Sports Writers Association's Best Fantasy Podcast All Multiple Sports. This is the second year in a row that the podcast has been a finalist, and to be up against so many talented and well-established podcasts, that means so much. So thank you all again for the support. Also, make sure you go check out sundaydreamersclub.com. If you go there, you can check out all the cool fantasy football t-shirts, and you can help support me on my new journey putting out fantasy football content. And now, here's my chat with Tracy Gilroy Norton on Get Real with Casey Kasem. And we'll just get into it and all that jazz. And uh, yeah, so this is really fun because now I'm able to sit down with people during the day and I don't have to wait till the nighttime. So I don't have to wait all day to talk to people. Wonderful. I'm so excited. And oh, looky here. Like it's been a while since I actually recorded a podcast because I was out of the country. And when I came back, I had all these banked up. So you get to be my new, real new amazingly new podcast so i'm very excited coming on. all right why don't you go ahead first and foremost um everybody that's here listening right now they might not know who you are so if you want to just kind of give them a, your name and a little backstory as to how you got into fantasy football um well you'll find me on twitter uh as gg underscore ff bots um i also on my podcast i go by gridiron gal and it's uh, currently it's a wordpress.com website. It's tgnnetwork.com and then like .wordpress.com. If you put in TGN Network, it should pop up. I finally recorded my second podcast. I've been a guest on so many, but I recorded my second one with my buddy Evan. And uh, I should be getting that out soon so you can watch for that. But You'll find a couple of articles on there. Um, I Like I said, I'm a procrastinator, so I have tons of things in the works. I just haven't <laughs> going yet. But yeah, you can find me there. I'm always on Twitter. Um, 
the funny thing about football is I knew nothing about football three years ago, like pre COVID. I knew nothing. The only thing I knew was my dad watched the jets. I watched them with him, but I didn't understand the game. So I found it extremely boring, which many of you know, if you don't know what's going on at all, I still can't call out plays. Like I'm not good at stats. I'll be the first to admit it. Um, but I understand the game. Yeah. And my best friend, Jimmy Carter, greatest name in history. <laughs> um, once COVID hit, we uh, started getting into football and he started teaching me more and more. And I realized how unbelievably fun it was. And then I found fantasy and crazy me last year was my first year to do any fantasy football at all any drafts I mean I was hardcore I've been hardcore into looking at people's stats and and videos and stuff so I had at least 25 best balls done before the NFL draft was actually done um I'm proud to say that I did pick out a few uh outstanding guys back in the day like Laporta and Amon Ra and you know just from watching their videos like everybody did right um but I was excited that some of my rookies actually took off as opposed to some of the other ones that Zach Wilson just did not um <laughs> yeah, Zach but, uh, <laughs> right oh god uh... but yeah I I realized how fun it was and then I went to the expo and like like well before that, actually, I I got myself into the Scott Fishbowl, and that's what set everything off. Everything went into motion. I mean, I was an absolute nobody, which I still think I am. This Every day, I swear I wake up, and I'm going to be like, I have no followers, you know? But I went from, like, nobody, absolutely nobody knowing who I was to thousands and thousands of impressions a day on Twitter, which... Yes, doesn't mean much, but it's crazy to me how I went from like nobody knowing me to going to the expo and people like, you know, saying my name and saying they were excited to meet me, like all of these people that were very, very up there, you know, and like I'm talking to like Marcus and um Fitzy and I don't even know who these people are until after the fact which I think was a bigger blessing to be honest because I wasn't quite as starstruck you know and then I was like oh my god I know like I read their blogs and I listen to their podcasts like what is going on right now for um, sure <laughs> you know, yeah. it was it was absolutely crazy that I'm standing in this room with all of these people that are just the top of their field and they're like normal I feel like the ones that are on the top are the most normal people not that everyone isn't but like they're so down to earth right they wouldn't even I mean you wouldn't believe it but the expo is basically kind of when everything blew up and I was hardcore into fantasy and signed up for way too many leagues. <laughs> That'll get you. That'll get you. Well, okay. So <laughs> it's an interesting story to have you on here and, and listen to that story because you have been so new to fantasy because you haven't played it for as long as a lot of people. And we'll get into all of that and, and what maybe you had to overcome and, and all the fun stuff that comes with 
putting out content and all that. We'll get into that. But before we do that, you were talking about, you know, growing up and your dad was big into sports and you watched the Jets and you're not, you were born in Ireland, correct? Yes. Okay. So how does that translate over to being a, you know, fan of watching football, watching the Jets, knowing that your, you know, dad is a fan of that team? Well, what's funny is for years and years and years, even after I moved here, I thought Don Mattingly was my dad's best friend <laughs> because when I was growing up, my uncles from here, I had a few, like my aunt married an American and moved here. So I considered my uncle's family, all of my uncles as well, kind of thing. So they would come to Ireland and visit and they would bring Don Mattingly like teddy bears and stuff and say, well, this is your dad's best friend because the, you know, they were trying to get me on the Yankee wavelength <laughs> and point me in the right direction. So I grew up thinking that and thinking my dad knew who the Jets were and like all this. And my dad was um, actually in one of the top football slash soccer teams in Northern Ireland when he was younger. He was a great player, um, like Irish football, basically. And uh So I always appreciated soccer much more than anything else. And then we moved here and my dad, God rest his soul. I mean, everything was a sport, everything, you know, like he could sit and watch a golf game. And I mean, not that it's not a sport, but like he would watch uh, every Olympic and, and like curling to him was a sport because it was on TV. And if it was the only thing on, that's what he was watching. He was just a gigantic sports guy. And for years and years, I didn't watch sports at all. And then my dad passed away. And that's when I started getting back into it. And, and, um, you know, I'm, I love watching a good Gaelic football match, an Irish football match. I love watching a good soccer, uh, soccer game. Manchester United is my team, but, um, but there's something about football, man. There's just something about football that I absolutely love. And I wish, the only thing that I wish is that when he was watching them back in the day that I got into football then. Because if he knew how big I was into football now, he would be so psyched. I mean, you, so psyched. That's all he ever wanted. Um, and I was actually segue. I brought it up on the podcast with Yvette. All I've ever wanted was my kids. I have a boy and a girl. She's 14. He's 12. And all I wanted him to do was like football and he's hated it, right? Like just didn't like it. Well, he watched the Super Bowl (laughs) me the whole time. He watched it with his boys. He's now a huge football fan and is learning about it. And I legit cried because he texted me and he was like, we did it, bro. We won. Like, <laughs> mommy, this is the greatest day ever. And I'm like, oh, my boy, you know, like it was the greatest thing to come out of the season is that I now have a little football fan. Yeah. So I get to experience it with him. Like I wish I could have with my dad back in the day. Um, but yeah, it's kind of cool. Cause you go to, if you go and watch Irish people watch football, <laughs> <laughs> I 
everyone has a different jersey on. Like they could be watching a Jets game and there's every single team jersey because none of them know what's going on, you know? <laughs> and they have no clue. They're just excited about yeah. it. Just want to do sports. But now that the Steelers are officially Northern Ireland's team because they did that whole new, you know, marketing for they they gave specific teams to specific countries type of thing. Unfortunately, we got the Steelers like wah wah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, it's cool because they're all starting to actually wear Steelers stuff because oh. now they have a team to support, which is so strange to me because I'm like, no, no, no. Jets are the Chiefs or the Lions. Like that's that's the three. That's your three. Stop going with the Steelers, but okay. You know. But yeah. now they're all officially wearing like one community type yeah. thing as opposed to just just random random <laughs> yeah and jerseys that might be seven years old you oh, know yeah. it's great and i love it yeah but yeah i love it too i love that so much <laughs> that's awesome well and it kind of goes in it plays into fantasy football right it's yeah. hard to have a team that you love when you're hardcore into fantasy because you're rooting for players most of the time as opposed to a team so in that retrospect, it makes sense that kind of everybody wears a different jersey because, you know, we're all rooting for maybe six different teams on one Saturday or Sunday because that's who we have on our best ball or on our fantasy, you know, teams or dynasty, you know. So it's it's kind of cool. I, I showed a few of my cousins fantasy football and they're like, this is just n- no. And I'm like, <laughs> start out with best ball you know, which I will not be doing next year because it's so boring. Uh, uh, I mean, it's okay. It's just fun. Do a, just do a bunch of mock drafts and, you know. Exactly. <laughs> just like getting ready. Because the problem is like once the season starts, you do nothing. So you kind of yeah. like sit back and just, I just want to have control to move people. That's what's fun to me is dropping players and then having people freak out because you drop somebody that like, is supposed to pop off and in your gut you're like they're just not going to you know do you have some inside information we don't know about that's no, that's, how, I, that's how they're looking I, at it though and they're like oh man everybody's getting on yeah. google just searching seeing what's going on right well like <laughs> i was big into to rico um i always say his last name wrong i think it's doubtful the way mm-hmm. you say it I was yeah. big into him and I swore he was going to do so much better than he actually did. And I mean, he, his name was up there quite a few times, but he didn't perform nearly as well as I was hoping. So I dropped him pretty well about halfway through. Cause I had hopes, but you know, there's always players that you kind of get this gut feeling about. And in my, in my mind, if I don't go with my gut and then they're the ones that like, do wonderful. I'm like, well, see, I yeah. should just, you know, like I have no problem reaching for somebody. No problem. If I want them, I take them. If I want to complete my stack and I should be picking them 12th round, I might pick them the eighth or the seventh round because I don't want somebody else sniping them off of me. You know, that's just how I work. And it's been working well so far. <laughs> So far, so well, far, you know, playing fantasy football is uh, it's a lot when you first get started because it's so new 
and you brought up dynasty and you've brought up different kinds of league types and league oh settings. When you first started, like, I know you, you were doing best ball and you, you brought bringing up dynasty. That's just kind of a beast of its own. Did you play dynasty your first year as well? Or what, yes. what did you do? Yeah. I did everything. I did a <laughs> vampire league. Oh, wow. I did a survivor league. Wow. You just got it all at one time. <laughs> oh, man. I floundered so badly. It, it's not even funny. Like I'm, I'm kind of glad I did it because I got experience in, in, I think I tried every league except the monster one. Um, and in saying that I was kind of helping a couple of my buddies with not helping them with theirs, but more like watching what they were doing so I could learn it. But I was so overwhelmed. The only good thing is I was forced to learn everything very quickly. And this is the greatest community of people that I have ever met in my entire life. I mean, I've never felt like I fit in anywhere until I got into fantasy football for real that like the Twitter group and all of our like little separate little, you know, chats. I mean, it's, it's changed everything. I feel like I have people to talk to about everything and anything, but everybody's just willing to give you help. So there was never a lack of support. If I didn't know what I was doing, I could always ask somebody in the league or ask one of my buddies or, you know, so I was forced to kind of do it. I just did a shit job at it. Like I did a horrible job. So come next year, at least I know, I know which ones I like the best, like the vampire leagues, super cool. And I was the vampire this year. So (laughs) super awesome. I loved it. Um, next year I kind of want to do a monster one, but I won't do nearly as many as I did this way. At least even if I do one of each type, I can put my proper attention into, let's say seven instead of 21 or something that I did like first year out. Ridiculous. (laughs) It does. And as you go, you kind of learn what's going to work for you and what's not going to work for you. And there's so many different types of leagues, like and the problem all the time, you know, spread out over like four different sites as well. So it was almost like like I forgot that this one was here, and then I was like, oh my god, I didn't go in and set a lineup for that one. And some of them, if you didn't set a lineup. As you know, there was no lineup put out. So then you just miss out on points and you miss out one week and that's it. You're done. Yeah. You know? So yeah. yeah, I definitely, I definitely taught myself a good lesson very early on. But see, part of it was that people were just so overwhelmingly generous yeah. that they were like, we'll waive the fee. Just come on and like, we just want you in there. Oh, they're really trying to get you addicted real quick. Right. Like, <laughs> or like, you know, we want your energy, which I, yeah. like, I'm so humble. I appreciate absolutely everybody and everything. So I didn't, not that I would have said no, cause I loved it, but yeah. I, I didn't want to say no just because I didn't want to, not necessarily offend anybody, but I definitely wanted to try everything. I just right. didn't realize quite how overwhelming it was all going to be. 
Yeah, it can it can get like that, and I've I've had to say no to some leagues. I've had to leave some leagues. It's and it's always yeah. a hard decision. But and, and you, like you said, yeah. you know, they wanted you to be in the league, which is flattering and awesome because you want to be in leagues with people that you enjoy being in leagues with. You know, you don't exactly. want to be in a league with a bunch of people that you don't know. Not that that's bad, but just like it's right. more fun to be able to like chat and and go back and forth and yeah, do all and that fun stuff. I love I love the banter. That's yeah. one of my favorite. And the, right off off the bat I said listen I'm a girl yes but I have a backbone so please don't like censor yourself or treat me any differently just because I mean and like being a girl in this industry or woman I should say in this industry I'm sure you understand you know there is that kind of fine line where you can get treated with kid gloves a little bit because they're like oh I don't know if you can take and I'm like listen (laughs) just treat me like everybody else if you want to talk shit I please please do it because I love it I love talking crap with everybody I love jumping in there and just being one of the like not having to worry about it you know just have fun and the chat is probably one of my favorite things because you know, you just go back and forth. And, and, uh, like I said, people are great at, at calling you out, which I love. And no one is ever short of giving you help if you need it, if you ask for it. Um, and, and I love that because you're competing against each other, but these people are still going to be like, well, this is what I think you should do. In my opinion, drop him, keep him. Cause I'll be completely honest, the waiver wire and trading threw me for a loop. It's not that I didn't understand it, but setting prices for people is hard right off the bat. And, and, you know, like knowing, cause you're trying to look ahead to see if you should trade this person for this person. There was so many injuries this past year as well. It was just like, you know, at some points it was like, well, who who do I pick? You know, like, <laughs> so I would reach out to a couple people and be like, Hey guys, what do you think? You know? And I got honest opinions back every time, which was great. But I say, go with your gut. I picked a kicker in the eighth round. So, <laughs> so there you go. Well, you can take him in the first. So that's all right. Number one. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, you know what? Sometimes, you know, going one direction when everybody's going a, a different direction and it's the right idea is to just kind of mix it up a little bit. So, especially if you're in a lot of leagues and you, right. And bringing up being a woman too, in, in fantasy football and in the space, did that ever cross your mind when you first started? Did you have any sort of like, Oh, I, you know, I want to be taken respect respectfully. I wanted to be respected. And Absolutely. that maybe it was, you know, for me, like for me, I didn't really have an issue with being scared about like, oh, a guy's gonna come at me or a guy's gonna say something right, or right because right. it comes with the territory, right? Exactly. That happens. Yeah. But like, not that I want it to happen, but did you did you go into it? How did you go into actually just playing before you even put out content? How did you go into it thinking about I'm a woman going into this quote unquote man's game? That's why I try to kind of learn as much as I could before I hopped in because I didn't want to be one of the, and like I said, I still don't know stats. I am trying to learn plays, but for some reason, my, my little brain cannot figure out when they're in like 
you know, certain formations. I just, it's driving me nuts, to be honest, because I've been trying to, to figure it out forever. But I tried to learn as much as possible. So if somebody did come at me, like, nicely or not nicely, that I had the capacity to actually have a conversation that I wasn't just like, uh, you know, I love football. I love, you know, their uniforms and, and all of that. Like I wasn't one of those girls, you know, cause that's what they think you are right off the bat. Right. Not our group, not our community because right. they, the community is 99% of them respect women just mm -hmm. as much as they do their buddy down the street that talks football. You know, I haven't come across many that don't. Um, but outside of our community, you tell people that you write fantasy football content and they almost snicker at you. And it's like, all right, well, go ahead, you know, like ask me a few questions and I will talk to you about football. And then you stand and talk to them for 10 minutes and it's like, okay, at least you know what you're talking about. But yeah. that's why <laughs> I tried to kind of make sure that I knew enough where I wasn't, I just didn't want to embarrass myself. No, I get that. <laughs> like you said, in front of like, anybody, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to come off like you don't know what you're talking about, even if exactly. you don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like I wanted to know enough where I could at least have a, a full blown conversation. But like you said, I wasn't really worried about anybody coming at me because that stuff doesn't really <laughs> bother me. I mean, in, in different contexts, it does. Right. I'm still, you know, a human being. So, right. but, uh, but for them to come like at me, as far as you don't know anything, I, I wasn't really afraid of that. I was more afraid of me embarrassing myself. <laughs> <laughs> aren't we all, aren't we all? Oh, imposter yeah. syndrome is real too. When you, you know, you you go into things like, like you put out content now and you haven't even been playing fantasy football for like that long, which is cool. I think that's so dope to just like kind of immerse yourself in that world and learn as you're doing it, you know, and that's well, the only way you're going to learn. also a reason why I was nervous too, because it's like, okay, one, I'm a girl and two, I've only been doing this like a year or two. So, you know, it's, it's almost like, well, what do you have to bring to the table kind of thing? And it's, to me, yeah. it's, this is it. If, if you don't like me, just don't listen or don't engage or, you know, and I, I have so many people that I can talk to and then I can just be myself around that it's been like I said, it's honestly been such a blessing. It really, really has. The group that we're a part of, that one group has been such a blessing to me. Um, it's just, there's just so many different facets of it that people don't quite understand. And they don't get the whole like family bond thing. Right. Because you do, like I left the expo with people that I will consider my friend for the rest of my life. And it's great. I cannot wait to go back because next year is going to be so much better because I know so many different people and I've been talking to them throughout the entire year. So I can't wait to get back because it's more like a class reunion yeah. than and, anything and it's, else. I, it's better than a class reunion because I actually it's, like all the people. Right? I, you're not trying to like, you know, yeah. 
prop yourself up and drive yeah. up in a Lamborghini. Be like like a, a do some Romeo and Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all, I just started a fantasy football inspired clothing shop called Sunday Dreamers Club. Check out sundaydreamersclub.com to find shirts that show your love for the great game of fantasy football. Listeners of this show are in luck. If you go to sundaydreamersclub.com and use the code GETREAL, that's G-E-T-R-E-A-L, you'll score 15% off your order. Okay, so the community and bringing up, bringing up the fact that making friends in this community and all of that. And it is kind of hard to make friends as an adult too, especially when you have children and you know, a a job and you're doing all this other stuff. It's hard to form relationships like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I gotta be honest, I don't like most women. I mean, and, and that sounds awful. I just, not that I don't like them. I'm just, I've always been like the black sheep. So I don't fit into that like mold of, you know, the normal mom, like I never talked to my kids, like they were babies. My kids and me have full blown conversations about every adult thing. Um, you know, my daughter still considers me her best friend, which is such a blessing at 14. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> you know, right? And, and she's honestly the best kid out there. And my kids don't fight ever. I mean, wow. I, I'm so, I, I'm just, I'm like so unbelievably blessed in like every facet of, of my life, but just, I feel like, you know, as far as friends go, it's almost impossible as a mom outside of school to make friends with people. So you kind of become friends with whoever your kids' friends' moms are. And most of them either didn't like me (laughs) Or I was, you know, the mom that, that curses a lot or, you know, talks normal to my, like keeps it real with my kids, has normal conversations. I mean, my kids can sit down and have a conversation about almost anything, almost anything. And they're some of their friends. It's just like, they have no idea what's going on in the world. And you know, not that I have to go into anything hardcore, but I'd rather have little human beings that, that understand everything and, and, uh, and know kind of can go out into the world and survive and have street smarts. And it's, it's hard to make friends with people that just don't think the same way that you do. So it's been like, I'm the black sheep of, of, the family i'm the black sheep of everywhere except this little world you know where all of these women think the same way that i do there's so many of us women out that i absolutely love and there's more coming on every day i mean the fact that we have the women of fantasy football and we can do our um bi-weekly zoom meetings and just we can all chat and and everyone kind of thinks the same and they're in different countries and it's it's just it's wonderful to me because you have people that you feel like you can talk to and you don't have to try so hard you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's just easy because it is hard making friends yeah 
<laughs> it is, but not at the expo. It's not hard because no. so much fun. So we will get into that. But before we do, I just kind of want to get into your journey putting out fantasy football content because that's something that I know people listening to the show may be listening because they want to get involved in fantasy content and they just don't know how to get started. What's the background on how you got started putting out content? Um, I before so I got into the Scott Fishbowl and started putting things out on Twitter, just like random blurbs or whatever. I had nothing going. And for some reason, I honestly, I can't even tell you why I really can't. Um, every day there was more and more people that were just engaging with me. And then, uh, I said that I was interested in starting up a podcast about the Scott fishbowl since I had never done anything before. So Tyler from the fantasy football advice network reached out and said, listen, you know, I want to host your, or I want to put your stuff up on our site. And I said, you realize that I just started and I don't even have a podcast yet. Right. He's like, I don't care. Whenever you get it up, like shoot it out to me. And that was kind of my first break. And I don't know how it came about, but thanks to him, um, you know, I, I got inspired to do a little bit more. So I did my first one and then people started listening and I got more into Scott Fishbowl and like tweeting out like the hashtag. And then I had more people that were asking me if I would be on their podcast. And then, um, Bob Lung reached out and was like, Hey, you know, are you coming to the expo? And I honestly couldn't afford to go. And he was like, listen, somebody as passionate as you and as new as you will get you out here somehow. So they figured it out and they got me out to the expo. And, you know, for me, it's, it's not being afraid of doing something and doing it wrong. Even though, like we talked about, you don't want to embarrass yourself, but the worst people can do is say no, right? So I would legit just go out and be like, hey, if you want me to be on your podcast, you know, and I think I did that once. And then people just started coming to me and asking me if I would do it. Jack uh, Lucani was my, my first one. I adore him. He's one of the most wonderful people on the planet. Um, just so down to earth and so lovely. And uh, Courtney, who does a lot of the women, he, he mainly focuses on women with his podcasts, which is one of the most wonderful things, you know, but he kind of does all sports, which I love. He, he helped me a ton at the very beginning. Um, and once I did, I think two, that's when everyone kind of started being, well, do you want to be on mine? You know, do you want to be on mine? And I just didn't say no, because I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna put myself out there. And, and then I'm, when I got to the expo, I started uh, talking to different people. And thankfully I met up with, with Aaron St. Dennis, who is um, a mad scientist on Twitter. And he introduced me to a bunch of people and that's when I started writing for the league winners. Um, and then not that long ago, IDP plus who used to be IDP guys 
my mind was blown. blown. <laughs> Said they're like, you know, we saw you on a podcast and we love that you love IDP, which is my favorite. Oh, thing. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. And they asked me to join them, which I was so taken aback by. So now I write haven't in a while because I was moving and getting sorted but now I write for them as well which is unbelievable um it's so yeah to me it's it's just not being afraid of of getting rejected just going out and just if you want it take it like just go just put out some content and listen I've told everybody for whatever reason I'm a somebody that's a nobody if you know what I mean if anyone feels like they're teeny tiny, which I still think I am, feel free to hop on my coattails, man. You can be on my podcast. I'll be on yours. Like I will, you know, use whatever quote unquote, you know, stardom I have at the moment um, to help anyone and everyone do their thing. So if you feel I can help you in any way, shape or form, just reach out. Because I'm, I'm all about helping everybody. I don't look at how many followers people have. I do in the sense that if someone has 17,000 and they want to follow me, I'm like, holy crap, like that's amazing. But if you have two followers and you want me to be on your podcast, okay. Because I was that person a mm-hmm. year and a half ago. Right. You know? Like I still only have over... 2000 or 2500 or something which is nothing in this world you know on twitter compared to most but to me everyone is special because they all took their time to click follow and i started out with two people following me you know what i mean so i'm all about helping anyone that i can and i feel like most of us are but most people are afraid to ask Yes. I think that the being afraid is something that like, I know a lot of people, including myself at first, but then if you don't do it, then yeah. What's the worst thing can happen? Like you said, say, say no. Exactly. Like if you don't do it at all, then you're not going to know if they would even say no. They could exactly. have said yes immediately. You don't know. And, you know, having 2000 followers, having 10,000 followers, when you have 2,500 followers, that's, you know, you look at it like this, where that's 2,500 people who care about what you have to say that found something about you that made them go, I need to follow this person, which is so crazy to think that there's that many people out there that even know who, you know, who you are, who I am or whatever. Exactly. Right. It's, it's just, it's an interesting thing. It is mind, boom, mind gets blown constantly on this whole fantasy football journey. And, when you first started putting out content, like, especially with the podcasting, guessing on people's podcasts and doing all that, had you ever done anything like that before? Or was this your first experience with that? First experience with all of it. Oh yeah. Which is why my first podcast was just my voice Mm. because I was self-conscious about being on camera. Mm. And then every podcast you do, you're on camera. So I was like, well, I better get over this really quickly or else I'm not going to be doing anything, you know? So I just hopped in with both feet and, and, uh, you know, if I look like an idiot, I look like an, you know, like I'm, I'll be the first one to laugh at myself because I feel like that's the way we should be anyway. But yeah, like just, if there's somebody that you idolize, just go ask like, so, okay. For example, 
there's an Irish guy who is my favorite podcaster in the entire world, Colm. Yeah, um, Kelly. Yes. Yeah. I love him. Partly because he's Irish, obviously. <laughs> and because he just puts out great content. I asked him to be on my podcast and he said yes. Like he said that's, yes. That's so was, cool. And his mind was blown that I asked him to be on, which is crazy to me. Like it makes <laughs> no sense, you know? Um, and I have people like Gary Van Dyke, who I consider one of my good friends. Like if you had told me two years ago that I'd be speaking to these people that, you know, I started listening to as friends or they check in on me every once in a while as a buddy, like I would have laughed in your face, but you know, and they all thank me for asking them to be on or thank me for being on their podcast. And every single time I'm like, you do know who I am, right? Like, you know, that you're asking this person and not like Jim Coventry to be on your podcast. (laughs) It's just Tracy Norton. I don't quite get it, but okay. I'm happy to do it, you know? Yeah. And I think part of it is keeping that, that kind of being humble, not getting too big for your britches. Um, because listen, there's always going to be somebody bigger than you always. There's always going to be somebody that knows more than you. Um, so as long as you, I'm, I'm always talking, you'll see in my Twitter, I'm always talking about karma and paying it forward. And it's just my thing. Um, in my mind, Karma is basically all it is. If you put good out to the world, then good will come back, right? So I try to help as many people as I can, and I try to put as much good out there as I can. And that includes being thankful for everything and anything. Um, And I think that's partly what shines through, at least that's what I'm told. Because I ask people all the time, I'm like, so why did you, you know, (laughs) why did you click follow? Um, and apparently also it's because I write and I do the podcasts how I would speak. And that's not how normal people do it, I guess. But I don't know any other way. I'm like, right. well, this, this is just who I am. Like, I can't be a fake person. I can't, I can't write analytically. I mean, I can, but I find it boring. I just, I write how I speak. You know, I, I say whatever's on my mind and I ramble way too much. Join the club. (laughs) I love it. I love when people tell me they ramble because then at least I don't feel like Yeah, that's all I do. Like I was on a couple of podcasts the other day and I'm like talking and talking and talking and I'm like, I haven't been on a podcast in a long time where I've actually like got to talk like about something else than you know I can love this podcast to death but like doing something different I I was just like found myself just talking and talking and talking and I'm like I'm sorry I'm sorry me too and then I get so conscious because I'm I'm like am I am I interrupting too much am I talking too much and and in my mind I'm like just talk do your thing they can edit it out and just be yourself because once you start overthinking that's when you screw yourself up that's when everything goes downhill. Cause I'm also one of those people that if you ask me in the moment, like about a specific person or thing, my mind goes blank instantly. And I'm like, like, I know nothing in the moment. You know, that's just the type of person that I am. 
So I do a bunch of research usually beforehand, but uh, that's why I like this type of podcast because I don't have to worry about stats or (laughs) if I do, I can look it up on my phone, (laughs) but most people, they're just like laid back and it's just fun. And, and, and if not, they let you know ahead of time. So yeah, (laughs) just be yourself. Don't be afraid to go out there and, and do your thing. Just say what's on your mind and, and go for it. Just ask those people that you idolize if you can do a collab with them. And if they say no, okay. I mean, it's not ruining your life or your day or anything. They're not going to say it disrespectfully. I can guarantee that because, I mean, you know, most people in this industry, they're all very kind for the most part. Um and, you know, if people can make it happen, they will. And if they can't, they'll say, listen, we'll do it off season or, you know, maybe we can fit something in then or I just can't. But yeah, it's right. never going to come off in a way that makes you uncomfortable. So just go for it. Right. And and I think uh, sometimes people are like, well, I don't want to bother that person or I don't want to be, which yes. I mean, it could it can come off that way if you do it a certain way. But if you exactly. let somebody genuinely know that you appreciate their content, that you you're showing them respect, you're showing them that you actually right. care, you know, you're and not just asking them to love ask. it. You know, they're like, Oh my God, thank you. Yeah. You know, most, cause I gotta be honest. Most people are very humble. Like that you wouldn't right. expect to be that, that have the right to have an ego and they just don't, you know, they just don't, they're just the kindest people that you could talk to. So most of them are going to be thrilled that you ask them because they haven't gotten asked or not many people have the nerve to ask them. So they're like, heck yeah, you know, of course I will. Or thank you so much for considering me one of those higher voices, like Gary Van Dyke always, he's like, you always give me a big ego because I'm always, you know, talking him up to himself. I'm like, you know, you realize you're like this giant IDP guy. And, and I was afraid to talk to you, you know, he's yeah. like, that's so silly. And I said, don't <laughs> worry. Cause I'm going to run up and give you a hug next year. Don't worry about it. You know? And he's like, I'm all for it. I can't wait, but you just gotta, just don't be afraid. And the expo, I mean, so, I mean, that's a place where you go to meet people in, in real life and get to actually hang out and yeah. meet, your, meet up with your homies and have a good time. Yeah. How, how was that experience overall for you? And is there anything that sticks out that was something that you really like, wow, that that's a memory that I'm not going to ever forget. It was extremely overwhelming. <laughs> To, to to say the least. But what I found funny is that the expo itself on Sunday doesn't even feel like the reason why you go. Yeah, I do notice that. <laughs> it's all the experiences before that, like draft night out and, uh, you know, like the poker game that they had. And it's really all about connections and, and meeting people and like reconnecting with the people that you then now know, which I thought was great. It's more about hanging out and, and having a great time and talking football. And and I wasn't, 
I was expecting much more of a like factory manufactured type of like, well, this is an expo and you know, like I'm used to, you know, like you don't go to Comic-Con and expect to hang out with your buddies. It's just a totally different experience. It's not the same whatsoever, but this you go to and you're, you're looking forward to all the events before Sunday, Mm -hmm. which is so funny. It is. It's, it's hilarious that there's so much and just to see it grow because it's grown so much since it started. And like, I've I been, can't even imagine. I mean, it's just to think of how, where it started and then where it is now and how many people attend it. And for people that are listening that haven't gone or that don't know what the fantasy football expo is, you should go check that out. So go Google it and go to the fantasy Tickets are on sale now, not yep. an ad, but just some place that I just have to back. I have to back that yeah, place. I have absolutely. to back the event and you get to experience something that is not even something you would ever imagine. It's just such an amazing experience. And it's even if you're not, it it's hard to put it into words. And if yeah. you're, if you're going to it thinking that you're going, you can only go to it if you're a creator of content or that, you know, you have to work for a big site to go or whatever. No, that's, it's, it's for everyone. That's a fantasy football fan. So whether you you put out content, you don't put out content, you have five followers, you have a million followers. It doesn't matter. There's all different kinds of people there and it's, it's fun. It's just fun. So being at the expo and getting to hang out with people for the first time and, and do all of that, did you find yourself meeting like a lot of new people that you didn't oh my like? God. I know you so go into it. Like I know everybody, right? You go into it thinking that, you know, all these people. And then there's so many more people than you well, even thought. Part. I went into it knowing like no one. <laughs> yeah. For real. Honestly, I saw, I was doing fantasy football and months before I saw that there was an expo. And I said to myself, next year, I'm going to that. And I ended up going to the one last year. So I was expecting to go to this one as my first one, the upcoming one. And I went into it, you know, brand new, just because my first ever draft, my first ever big draft was the Scott Fishbowl and then draft night out. Those are my first two. <laughs> and I went to draft night out, not even realizing we were doing it live in front of oh. everybody. <laughs> I was terrified, but I sat down and, and everybody just was so unbelievably kind and, you know, showed me what I was doing and, and, you know, what, what I should be doing. And, uh, I left that weekend knowing my God, so many more people. Right. Yeah. I, I couldn't even, I mean, people that, like I said, I will now consider friends for the rest of my life. Like Ryan Kennedy, I adore, I adore, I adore him. He's one of the greatest human beings to walk this planet. Chuck, oh. Well, plus, you know, oh, first of all, let's go back to Ryan because he looks like Tony Romo. Okay, anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> I call him Superman, so I make fun of him all the time. Oh, I put man. Him in, like, AI stuff with Superman clothing and <laughs> send it to him. And he has the cutest family and he's such a wonderful dude. And yeah, no, um, but that's everybody. But like you leave with the certain kind of little shell group of people that Mm -hmm. you just click with immediately, you know? And, and uh, that's, that's why I'm so much more excited to go back this, this upcoming year, because 
I now have those friendships where last year, if Aaron and Tim, who are the two buddies I was hanging out with, if they weren't standing next to me, I was that girl that was kind of in the corner because I felt awkward because I didn't know anybody enough to where I could just go up and kind of talk to them, you know, until the end of the weekend, I got much brave, much braver, <laughs> but this year, Oh, I know. Like, I mean, I can't even, uh, I kind of want an extra week because there's so many people I want to just go to lunch or dinner with or yeah. sit down and grab a beer with. And there's just not going to be enough time. It really feels like there's not enough time. It's crazy no. how fast it goes. It just, oh, that's a depressing part. I know and people I don't think realize that yes, the expo is its thing on Sunday. It's brilliant. It's set up wonderfully, but there's just, you almost, you wish that there was more days of events before because you just don't get enough time to see everybody, especially if you have friends, you know, you just don't because you're trying to do all these other things as well. And you're sitting at a, a certain table or you're doing a draft. So you don't get to go out and talk to everybody. And you kind of just want to be like, Oh, I just want to go grab a beer, you know, and you just don't have time because there's so many cool things to do. Yeah, there are. Did you get to go on Sunday and see any of the panels or hang out at any of the booths? I did. Any of that stuff? I did. I walked around for the entire day until it closed and it was great. I loved it. It was people do such a good job. They put so much time and effort. I love the fact that a lot of them draft while you're there at the booth, which is cool. Or you can sign up for ones in the future at the booth. It's just, it's so well done and thought out. And, you know, all the 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 different like pens and stickers and, and stuff that you can get is fun too. But it's more about just actually seeing people like, Oh my God, I know your Twitter handle. Like now I know what <laughs> you look like, you know, yeah, I can see your face. And, uh, and that's what I'm most excited about is just going back and legit getting to physically be in the same room as all of you, you guys at the same time. So I can actually talk to y'all face to face. I mean, it's going to be so absolutely wonderful. And Hopefully, I mean, everyone, it's funny because everyone's like, I'm so drunk. I'm so drunk. I had half of one drink the entire <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, Next year, I'll feel much more comfortable about having a few more drinks and like unwinding a little bit more. Because Just don't unwind too much. I can't. Because I've not, been there and I, not, the first expo I went to was, oh man. Yeah. I've heard so many stories There's... from so many people. <laughs> you got to learn to drink water and pace yourself. So, yeah. A couple of people woke up on the, the roof of the oh, yes. garage last year. They may year. or may not have. I mean, some of those people may have told stories on this podcast. Yes, I don't know. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I'm not calling anybody out. No, no, know? no. They killed themselves but, uh, up. But, you know. <laughs> but I, love, I love the stories like that. Like, those are the ones that I live for because it just everyone has such a good time and just enjoys themselves. And some, some of us, you know, like I know I've been counting down the days. I cannot wait until the next one. I'm just so excited to go. Yeah, wait. it's it's something to look forward to. And you wrote about your experience on 
the league winners. That's where you wrote about your fantasy football yes. experience. Yes. But for so everybody should go read that. But for somebody that's going for the first time, what's a piece of advice that you think they really should take with them uh, going into the whole thing? Go into it, I would say, with an open mind. Just go into it and don't close yourself off to anything. You know, be open to every experience. Try to get as much as you can out of every day. Just don't let it overwhelm you because it very quickly can. So just take each day as each day comes and enjoy it. Just enjoy yourself. You know, don't don't kind of say, well, I'm just going to go to the expo and not go to this or not go to this. Just every day, try and put yourself out there because you're meeting people and different people at every event you go to. Like mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the toss that they had. Um, what is that called? Cornhole? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like the cornhole was awesome. And then they had different leagues that were drafting around that restaurant. Um, draft night out was great. They had the poker. So just like do as many things as you can and try not to feel overwhelmed because honestly, everyone that's there kind of feels the same way. It's like going to the first day of school. You assume you're the only one that feels nervous. No, everyone that goes for the first time is nervous. And I'm sure all those people that have to open up a booth every year get some sort of nervous, hoping people come to their booth. Yeah. So we're all in the same boat, you know, everyone's feeling the same way. So just try and go and know that it's not all about Sunday. It's the entire weekend. It's about connecting with people and making friends and, and just, just do your thing. Just enjoy it. Like you should, genuinely yeah. like Christmas morning, just enjoy it. <laughs> just like that. Like the feeling is just so that's what intense. I it to as an yeah. adult. <laughs> well, that's basically how it feels. And, uh, you know, We've been talking about just having a sense of belonging as an adult and having that kind of those bonds with those people that we just meet out at the expo, you know, or just right. meet online, haven't even met in person. But, right. you know, both of us have lost a parent and that's a something that I don't want anybody to have to go that's through. And I know that they do. Yeah. It's an experience for sure. And talking about living your life and doing things, you know, just going out there and doing all the stuff you can. How has, I know that you're, the reason you got into sports is because of your dad and wanting to have that right. connection even after he's gone, but how has that played a crucial role in how you look at fantasy football, how you put out content, how you do things in this space? How has your dad's influence affected you? Well, my dad had a stroke before he passed away. So he lived for four years after the stroke. Once, I mean, my dad was, it, the amount of people that came to his funeral was so overwhelming because he was just the kindest man. Um, so when he got sick, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm done with not living life like you could lose it at any moment. So that's when I started doing my random comp uh, complimenting 10 people a day experiment, which I, I did, which my daughter now does. Um, and I still do. I go up to, like, if I like somebody's hair, I will go right up to them and say, your hair looks amazing today. Because to be honest, 
yes, it makes them feel wonderful, but you get the same feeling back. You know, I now will, I stop and take pictures of things I find beautiful and I take time out of my day to appreciate things because my dad had, he didn't have high blood pressure and from one day to the next, he had a stroke and that was it. It paralyzed half of his body, you know, and, uh, it changed our entire world. So you just, you never know. And the fact that when my mom passed away and I put that out there, the amount of people from the fantasy football or the football worlds that reached out to me, I I was astounded, astounded by the number of people. I mean, I wasn't expecting anybody, but my core kind of group of little fantasy football friends to, to kind of weigh in. And there was thousands of people Mm -hmm. that gave their condolences. And that's like, like when Yvette's mom passed away, Mm -hmm. everyone rallied when her, the other uh, side of her podcast, Lissandra, I don't know her last name because I just met her, but the pipes burst in her house. Everyone rallied. I mean, it's just, it's just a community like no other. If you need help, you, you kind of ask for it. You don't even have to. Right. That's the beauty of it. Um, you don't have to ask. Like everyone just jumps in and helps everybody else. And uh and you know, that's what I've been doing low scale because of my dad on my own. And everyone in this world feels the same way and does the same thing. So it's just like it's so amazing to fit somewhere. Yeah. And to have people think the same way that you do. Um, but yeah, I mean, his influence was massive just on sports in general. I just wish I had gotten into football while he was still here, but I feel like it was, it's his divine intervention right. that has That's exactly it. it. Absolutely. That's exactly Cause he it. signs all the time. Lee's my daughter signs all the time. Um, cause that was one of the last things he said. If I can send you signs, it's going to be feathers. Look out for feathers. My daughter will walk in. There'll be a feather right in the middle of her bed. Like, and that doesn't belong, you know, or we'll be walking. There'll be like this giant peacock feather and you're looking around for like a peacock. Like, <laughs> like yeah, we're in like the middle of the suburbs. This is not <laughs> here. So I know that he is for sure watching out. And, uh, and now my mom is watching out. And, it's awesome. That you they, know, you, they they know that you're you're doing big things. They do. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's like it's just it's all about taking each day and and appreciating everything you've got, and and that's what my dad taught me. In unfortunately, his passing and his getting sick, but it's made me such a better person, such a better person. And I know that you have relationships when it comes to caring for dogs and being a part of small, you know, big, whatever, that just having them in your life. And what is your relationship like with, you know, animals, pets? I mean, how, how, how did you come about, you know, walking and pet sitting and doing all of that? Well, I did it a little bit before COVID. Um, I did, I had a dog walking thing, 
but it wasn't, I was successful enough, but I wasn't pushing myself. And then after COVID, I was like, well, I need to do something quick, but I don't want to do something that I hate. Cause I used to work in corporate. I made great money, you know, like stupid, great money. I just was miserable. I hated it. And life is not worth hating your, all of your awake hours to just, you know, live to come home to be able to relax for three, to go in and do it all over again. Granted, most people have to. I'm thankful I don't. But I started dog walking again after. And I feel like it was really because my attitude changed and I was a different person. I was much more positive that things just took off. And I mean, I wake up and I get to play with dogs all day and get paid for it. It's crazy. And then I get to write about football on the other end. I mean, (laughs) like, how wonderful is, it's just like, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, is this really what I get to do every day? Like, look, I have my dog shirt on. Life is better with dogs. I mean, I watch (laughs) chickens. I've watched pigs. I've watched horses, um, guinea pigs. Uh, I almost got to watch a snake, but then it fell through. I was bummed. Um, but I had to make sure it was fed before cause I can't feed it mice. My relationship with animals, I, I couldn't live in this world if I wasn't around dogs constantly. It's just, I mean, I talk to the dogs all day. People think I'm crazy. They legit, like I have, I have my clients that will watch their cameras because they love the conversations I have with our dogs. I put music on and we have dance parties. I'm currently babysitting at my boy, little Max's house. He's sleeping on the couch right now. I'm here for until like the 21st. Then I go to another house from the 21st to the 25th. So, you know, sometimes half the month, I'm not even home. Yeah. And it's the greatest. I mean, <laughs> it's so much fun. And and I, I say, like you recently did, you weren't happy. Right. And you were like, that's it. I want to do something I love. Like, I just, yes. I'm going to try it. And I feel, yes, we all need money. I'm not going <laughs> to. <bring it. laughs> that's the I'm biggest not- thing. That's like, oh my yeah. God, I'm not making money right now. <laughs> it's terrifying. So, yeah. you know what? start something on the side and try and figure out a way because life's too short to be that miserable. You know, if you can get by and and you can do it by all means, but life is just too short to absolutely hate what you're doing. And I can honestly say that I don't hate even picking up the poop. I don't hate (laughs) any part of this job whatsoever. It's the greatest job. If you love dogs, it's yeah. the greatest job in the world. Plus I get to exercise without even like meaning to do it. I've lost so much weight since COVID. It's ridiculous. And I mean, it's just, it's all around just makes me happy. I can tell if a dog's lost two pounds or <laughs> it's weird. I have this weird relationship. My son is even better than I am. He's the dog whisperer. It's crazy. Dogs that don't like people will lay on top of him and kiss him uncontrollably. And people, <laughs> like I've had people FaceTime their loved ones and say, can you believe that like Spot is kissing their son right now? And she met them 
an hour ago. It's just, it's wonderful. I love it. That is wonderful. And I have dogs of my own and like, just, I know it's so great. You know, I'm, dogs are just make you smile. They, it's a hit of, you know, you get your serotonin, you get your dopamine, you get all yes. the, the good vibes dogs. I'm telling yes. you. And like all my clients, dogs are like, when I get there, the one I have scout and Shay who are probably two of my favorites. You're not supposed to have favorites, but <laughs> my favorites. And when I get there, scout goes ballistic she jumps and she kicks and she scoots around the house and it's like where else are you getting a greeting like this where you walk in a house and someone is that excited to see you you know what i mean i know right <laughs> even my kids half the time are not excited to see me and it, like just they're all like legit they do the zoomies and you walk in and they're just thrilled and it's like having this gigantic family of dogs that aren't technically mine yeah but i'm aunt tracy that's you awesome. know? <laughs> yeah there's a couple of them that will even i because i watch some every day uh at the same time and on the weekends they sit by the door at the time i'm supposed to be there because i'm not there or they'll say my name and they start to cry so they facetime me because the dogs are like i miss aunt tracy so <laughs> that's wonderful i mean and you legit cannot be in a bad mood. I may start my day off in a bad mood. I'll go to my first client and you try, you try to be that grumpy person, try to be that grumpy person with a Rottweiler kissing you or jumping yeah, right. on you or playing with their football. You know, it's, it's impossible, just impossible. So I want to also talk about being a fan of the chiefs after the super bowl, after the repeat of the super bowl and, <laughs> so jets and then also now chief super fan how did that happen jets will always be my number one love because of my dad but mm -hmm. when i was watching the game when i was learning it there was something about the chiefs and it wasn't because they were like quote unquote the best team or winners or whatever they just just the the type of um like family vibe that they threw out kind of talked to me that they all I, I don't know for me they just seem like they're tighter than a lot of other teams just they they seem more just like glue and I I took to them and, and started following them a bit more and I was like well I'm sorry Jets but the Chiefs are just my team now like <laughs> you know I will always love the Jets so rooting for Aaron next year really praying because I already have my jersey. I got an Aaron Rodgers jersey the second day he was signed on. And uh ugh, I was so disappointed. But that Super Bowl this year, I swear, I don't think I've like I screamed yes at then that that last minute so loudly. I it sports can't do what other things do for your serotonin. Like I thought we were done. I thought we were done. And then to come back and win it all and have that, the goosebumps and that just rush of just happiness. Cause you feel like it's, you know, you're part of it, right? Cause that's mm -hmm. your team. I just, there's nothing like it. Absolutely nothing like it. I'm so proud of my boys. <laughs> <laughs> do you have so, a do you have a favorite player it, it doesn't have to just be from okay. the Chiefs, just in general 
Well, I love Amon Ra. Okay. I love me some Amon Ra, but I'm a Travis Kelsey fan. Okay. I don't say that anymore, though, because when you say you're a Travis Kelsey fan now as a girl, they assume it's because of Taylor Swift, <laughs> which I've come to understand, yeah. which drives me crazy. <laughs> I, love, I love me some Taylor. Right. Not, and and I they are super happy and they're super adorable. Right. And it's sickening. But the fact that you could bet on her in the Super Bowl, man. Yeah. No, it's a no. So <laughs> now it's almost like I don't want to say I'm a Travis Kelsey fan because people just assume they, that that's no. the reason why. And I get I get upset about, not upset, but, you know, it kind of bothers me a little when they do that, even though it's like whatever. Like, I don't have a problem if you're a fan of Travis Kelsey because of Taylor Swift, but that's not the reason why I am, you know? <laughs> I like exactly. football and I like good players and he's both of the, you know, he's a great player. Right. So. He's the best tight end, in my opinion, out there, you know? And for whatever reason, when I first started, tight end was my favorite. Like, that was just who I drafted all the time. Yeah. I've since learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah. Not many of them. I've got then, lots of tight ends that are giving me like no man, points in my dynasty leagues. <laughs> now I'm like, all right, wide receiver and running back. Like let's stay let's away go. from tight end unless you get the first five. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, it was Travis Kelsey. I had my Travis Kelsey signed Jersey hung up in my shadow box. And, awesome. Uh, uh, all my Chiefs jerseys and the helmets and, and and everything, but and and the Lions are also. I was a big Lions fan for whatever reason this year. When I was doing the draft, I kept coming back to the Lions, and people were laughing at, laughing at me. But by the end of the expo, I had talked about the Lions so much that I had people actually, they're like, all right, now I have to root for them. <laughs> you're great. And the Lions, I feel like they might do something. And look at them. They almost freaking made it. Like, I know. It was so that awesome. story. Yes. It, it was great to see. And I, I wish them success. I mean. Me too, man. I have yeah. a Dan Campbell shirt. Uh, I love him. He's one of the most handsome men on this planet. <laughs> My goodness. Um, but they were legit the underdogs. They really were. And they killed it. I'm thankful it wasn't the Lions Chiefs Super Bowl because <laughs> I would have been sad because yeah. it would have been hard to pick. I can always root against the 49ers, no problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. They've won it. You know, they've been close enough. Like, when you look at it, they've been, they've been there, you know, it, it's, it's, it was a nice story to see the lions. And I was, right. I'm, I'm still a big Jared Goff fan. Like I was calling for him to be like, draft him as your quarterback. Like, yep. Yep. So yeah. And Amon Rossi Brown, like, yeah, you were, they're you're talking team. about great team, great team, just making moves and doing what they need to do. And great it, coach, it, just great mindset. You know, it's just, yeah, yeah, I was thrilled for them this year. So I, they're almost, they're like my little, they're my underdog. Like the Jets will be my love, you know. Yeah. For always, but mm -hmm. it's the Chiefs and the Lions. I got the Chiefs as my big boys, and the Lions is like the little brother, you know. Yeah, that's how I look at it. Well, I'm so happy that your team was able to win the Super Bowl this year, Me and too. and I hope they do it for a third time. 
be so amazing. Let's set history. Go ahead and do it for a third time, but then like it's gonna then, be time for the Cowboys right. to win a Super Bowl. Like, oh come on, God. it's been it's been hard being a you know <laughs> being oh, a diehard God. Cowboys fan for my entire life and only having the for you know only being able to say that they were good. <laughs> when I was eight or ten or whatever, you know. Right. Uh, well, it's it's like the Yankees went like you know uh, 96, yeah. 97, 98. Like when they just they used to always win, so it was almost like you didn't have to watch the games because you knew the Yankees were making it to the World Series. So it got almost boring in a sense because you know they just kicked everybody's butt, and it was like, all right, well they're definitely going to be in. So it, it's. Almost like that, but I could stand the Chiefs doing four or five in a row. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody else could stand it besides the Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs nations out there, like, come on, make it happen. Make it, you, you right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Tracy, it's been an awesome Friday getting to talk with you and getting to know more about you. And just ah, thank you so much for coming on, like, for real. Can you go ahead and let everybody know? where they can find you again, and then just what you kind of got going on. Sure. Um, mainly on Twitter. So GG underscore FF bots, um, TGN network. Uh, if you search like WordPress, you'll find me there. There's just a few things out, but I do have 10 or 12 people that will be on the podcast coming up. Cause I have a list. Uh, I have one that I just have to edit and I'll get out within the next week or two, which I keep saying, um, but I have my intro done. So finally, that's like the hard part. <laughs> I know exactly. Um, and then I have a couple of others that I'm going to be on, um, coming up soon. Mad scientists. I'll be on his soon. I was just on the, um, I think it's bougie sports. Okay. Is what they're called, uh, with Yvette, Lana and, um, Lissandra. So I was on theirs for Valentine's Day, which was so much fun. I bet. Not only do they do football, we were talking fashion. Oh, God, it was so much fun. And, yeah, there's a couple others that I'll be on. But hopefully I'll get a lot more content out there soon. I rambled way too much. Feel free to cut that down to nothing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. That's my outro. I I do, uh, you know, minimal editing because, uh, yeah, that's not, not I'm one of those people that also, you know, procrastinates. So <laughs> yeah, but, but this yeah, should be on Monday. So I, I got good. Yeah, you are way. way well, I'm trying because I've been so bad about it in the past. Now that I have the time, I'm like, if I don't do it, then it's what a waste of time. Like I, use I your time for good. <laughs> exactly. Do your hardest thing first in the morning yep. and then yep. go from there. But I will say anyone that wants to be on my podcast or wants me to be on theirs, feel free reach out. I will absolutely, you know, have you on. I would love to be on anybody's. I'm thrilled to, to kind of sit here and talk football with anybody that wants to. So yeah, just reach out. And most of the time, I'm not going to say no, unless you're asking me for eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It probably won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I appreciate you coming on in the afternoon, Tracy. Like that. Yeah, thank you so right much. Here. After we, you know, had our coffee, you got awake and now we're good. Yep. <laughs> yep. So yes, everybody go check out Tracy's work. If you have a podcast and you want Tracy to guest, 
vice versa, just go ahead and, and hit her up, like she said. Yep. Also, uh, make sure that you come back next week for another episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem. And Absolutely. remember to stay red. <laughs> <laughs>